joining us online tonight, wherever you're watching from, we welcome you as a part of this service as well. Pray that you're blessed by it. It's good to have Brother John Hemus in service with us tonight. Praise God. They were at General Conference and uh, also taking care of some various things. And it's always good to have Brother Hemus in service in case somebody... Maybe somebody tonight doesn't know, Brother John Hemus is a missionary to Liverpool from Antioch, saved here, and so it's always great to see them. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Again, this is uh, our congregational night, so I am not necessarily about to teach I've got a variety of things I need to communicate and a couple of things I feel to communicate to you tonight. So um, just reminding you of that. First thing I want to communicate to you is if about 10 minutes ago, oh, 25 minutes ago, where did time go? About 7.30, there was a pre-set email to be delivered to the mother congregation distribution list. If you have a smart device and you get email on your smart device and you do not have that email, that means there's some kind of an issue with you and the mother congregation email list. Can we have the screen or is there... Um, so, I did that because we are trying. We're doing not only what we did with announcements tonight, we are trying to communicate as best we can. I realize, I understand a lot of you are bombarded with all kinds of emails. I understand that. And we do, believe it or not, to the best of our ability, we try not to overwhelm you. We try to combine things, but we're trying to communicate as best we can. So... Again, just trying to get that, I just thought of a way of trying to get some of you to realize, because sometimes you don't know if something was sent or not. How many of you got that email? Several of you. How many of you didn't get it and think you should have gotten it? Yeah, there we go. What could be part of the problem is, when we set up the mother congregation list, I believe somehow it was set up a little bit different and required you to respond to it. I don't know if you had a chance, Brother Tromley, to see that or not. I think so. There's a chance that somewhere in um, email outer space was your um, invitation and you missed that. So uh, I, that's what I was afraid of um, <laughs> based on the hands that just went up. The simple thing to do at this point is to uh, email Sister Trish and let her know um, that you are not getting the mother congregation emails. There are several different lists that we use now. We have an all-church list that we send out for all church events, things that are corporate events. We have a mother congregation list that is for stuff that is directly related to the mother congregation. There's also a separate Arnold list that we use for Arnold. So um, we want as we want to do our part. Now whether you read it 
It's up to you. But we want to try to do our part to communicate. So, again, at 7.30 it went out. As several of you have indicated, you got it. Several of you didn't. I would encourage you to communicate with her and uh, let her know that for some reason you're not getting those. And we will do our best to try to get that taken care of. I'm sure that many of you noticed, if you came in, or no matter where you came in, to the back right, my, my right, in the back, and we'll give Brother, um, Brother Hemus and Brother Phil a pass on this, um, since it's all brand new, plus, you know, Brother Hemus is an honored guest anyway, so. Um, but we are starting some, we are working on doing a better job Sunday morning and Sunday night. Sunday morning and Sunday night, of trying to do a better job with our guests, of connecting with our guests, of showing hospitality to our guests. And so that's what that's all about. Um, This area is not for members or members' children to sit and hang out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. This area is for our guests. Again, as we move along here, there'll be several things that will be taking place in that area, but whether there's stuff taking place or not, that is for our guests. If you are not a guest, we we need to see if we can somehow hook up, you know, like one of those electric fences they have for dogs, that dogs go beyond, so we need one so you can't get in. Um, I'm not trying to be unkind here, but please, that's what that's for. So we're asking you, as well as your children, to not use that area. That is not a place for you to go during service and hang out because you need a break from where you are sitting up front. That is strictly for our guests. Um, You can help us by keeping that area straightened and nice, and if you see any trash or something back there, you can help us with that part. But as far as sitting there and using the furniture, the benches, whatever, we're asking you not to do that. So please help us with that. Um, Please don't put the ushers in a position of asking you to leave that area. While I'm on ushers, you do realize that when it comes to seating and other things like that, you do realize that all the ushers are doing is implementing what they have been instructed to do. I'm hoping some of you really don't realize that, because some of the feedback I've gotten of some of the ways you've reacted and some of the things you've said to them, I hope it doesn't excuse it, because you should have enough respect for them and who they are and what they are, but... You're not just disrespecting them. All they're doing is what they've been asked to do. So if you give them a hard time and mouth off to them, you're disrespecting me just as much as you're disrespecting them. And I guess if it doesn't matter enough to you to respect them, I guess not me individually, but the office that I stand in, I would hope you would have enough respect for that office. Amen. Hallelujah. I feel a little better. I don't know if you do, but I do. So again, 
back to that area, please. I know this is new. Uh, once, you know, based on some of the logistics of our building, our setup, we're just trying to make do with some things. When we are blessed with our new facility, we will have ways to do this that is much more uh, logical um, and practical. In the meantime, we want to do the best we can, again, morning and night, morning and night, with welcoming and connecting with our guests. There's several things we're working to implement, both of those services. I realize Sunday morning that doesn't affect a lot of you, but Sunday night there are things we're working to implement. And so that's what that's all about um, back there in the back. Amen. Praise God. Next subject. I don't know how many different ones I got tonight, but there's several of them. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 19 says this, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. The Living Bible says it this way, No prophecy recorded in Scripture was ever thought up by the prophet himself. It was the Holy Spirit within these godly men who gave them true messages from God. I realize there is some, there is some various applications of this verse and what is being said here. And so the one I'm about to use is not the only one and probably not the most significant one. But in the context of what we need to communicate here tonight, it's the one we're going to use. No prophecy is of private interpretation. What that means is you do not have the right to go around and give secret words from God to individuals without somebody having the opportunity to judge the word. Either the one giving the word, first of all, the one giving the word ought to find somebody. If you can't do it right before, you need to do it as quickly as you can after. And you need to say, this is what I said to so-and-so. That's not happening. Not happening. And in case some of you are a little bit bothered by that, I have heard Bishop say numerous times now, and I think we all trust that he's a man of character and integrity and he tells the truth. I've heard him say numerous times that when he travels, when he, as the visiting minister as highly respected and honored as he is, when he tells somebody something personally, he runs it by the pastor. Now, I don't mean to be offensive. I'm not talking about the man. I'm talking about the office. If Bishop will do that, I don't know who you are to think you don't have to do that. So bottom line is, if you're the one giving it, you ought to be doing that. Number two is, if you're the receiver, you ought to be feeling free to find somebody. 
Senior leadership. You can't get to me. We got some elders that are very spiritual and discerning here. And you, cause some of you are struggling right now because of words you got. That was a thus saith the Lord that actually was a thus saith sister so and so or a thus saith brother so and so. That may have been a prophetic word about something good in your future. It may have been a word about what you were struggling with. I can remember years ago, I think actually I was a teenager, I was in the altar praying, and it was, I don't even, I don't have a clue what the service was, what the message was. I'm in the altar praying, I'm responding. Somebody comes up and they lay their hand on me, and, and they start praying, and in a few minutes they start reading my mail and they started talking about something that had never in a million years even crossed my mind. And I'm sitting there, and it wasn't that I was being rebellious, and it, it didn't even, I mean, I'm like, that is, oh my word, that is so, and, and I basically lost the flow I was in for trying to be respectful and listen, and then I'm like, what? You're struggling with this because of that, that, So some, I'm telling you, there's a few of you struggling. Because you got a word from somebody and you haven't gone to anybody to say, this is what somebody told me. Well, I don't want to get them in trouble. So let them keep running around telling people stuff that's not from God and messing other people up. A word must be judged. 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Beloved, do not put faith in every spirit, but prove, test the spirits to discover whether they proceed from God. For many false prophets have gone forth into the world. Dearly loved friends. Don't always believe everything you hear just because someone says it's a message from God. Test it first to see if it really is. It's been said for years and years. I know it may have been a while since we've reminded it, but it's been said for this. What I'm touching on right now has been established for years. I'm just gonna tell, I'm just gonna tell you, and, 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 I don't know if Bishop's watching, if he's not watching, I don't, or somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't mean that frivolously, sarc, I mean it seriously. But my personal belief is, you do not have a word for every single person you pray for. Do I believe God can give you a word to go? Absolutely. But I, I know I, I finally had to make peace because my problem was I didn't, I didn't want to go pray for anybody because I never had a word. But I felt like I was supposed to go pray. I see some of you, every single person you go to. You're all up in their ear. Sometimes God just sends you to pray. And pray generic stuff and that's okay. God, I don't know what the need is here, but I feel like there's a need and I'm asking you. Meet the need. 
I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I believe in the word of wisdom, the word of... I believe in all of that, and I know there are very spiritually gifted people here. I'm not taking away from all of that. I'm just telling you, we, 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 there's a bit of a problem. And I'm going to tell you, if God doesn't tell the pastor to tell somebody the will of God for their lives, he's surely not telling you. Or you think you're, no, I don't think I'm better. I've just been put in an office as well as some other. I'm not talking about me as a human or bishop, uh, any other elder or leader. I'm not talking about the human, but the office. I'm, I'm, it, I'm, I'm begging some of you to help us. Because the problem is there's some folks that don't go get the word they give judged. And nobody knows that there's some inaccurate words that are going on. Because someone says it's a message from God, and people are just innocent and naive and hungry and desperate enough to believe it. Even though they're going, I just don't feel that one. If you're giving a specific word to somebody, you're supposed to have it judged. If you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to do that, I don't care what reasons you're justifying it with, I know the real, some of the real problems. Lack of submission, rebellion. Hallelujah. We want the gifts of the Spirit to operate. We've got to have them operate. I just, I, I just, just a couple weeks ago, I had somebody come to me. So-and-so prayed for me. They had absolutely no idea what was going on in my life. And they were, they were, they were just spot on. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What about those that aren't spot on? And keep going around spot off. And nobody ever knows. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We haven't fun yet. This isn't in my notes. I don't know that it's really totally connected, but I just felt it a little while ago and made a mental note to. We do not impose outward standards of holiness on people. There are things that we teach and preach and believe. At least the leadership, the senior leadership of this church believes very strongly. But it is not imposed upon believers. You've heard it many times before. To be a member, to be a voting member of this church, there are no, no requirements that we... They're not, it's not holiness. That's Most of you know that. Whatever, I don't have time to get into all that. But 
outward standards, if I could put it that way. You don't have to abide by any of those to be a voting, you can become a voting member. But to be in leadership, that's, that's different. We don't impose on, especially newborn babes. Let me tell you something. You can put a pair of, of Captain America undies on your newborn boy. And while there's coming a day he ought to be able to wear those Captain America undies, the first couple of days ain't the day. And all you're going to do is get some additional messes that if you just accept the fact he needs a diaper and he's going to make a mess. And we don't deal with these kinds of things when there are guests, sinners, I went to Severn School several years in a row, spoke to their uh, religious beliefs class. I forget the exact title. And back during that time, we had a basketball team that played uh, their basketball team uh, once a year. And many of you know, our boys wore pants. That was a part of our uniform. And without fail, somebody, how come your team wears pants? I didn't go into a theological explanation and dot every I and cross every T. To be very honest with you, I tried to get through and away from it as quick as I could. You ashamed of it, Brother Wright? Absolutely not. You second-guessing yourself? No way. But I'm not going to be a stumbling block either to somebody that is not at a point where they're ready to receive. One of the most awesome things to me is when people, without anybody saying anything and telling them, say, you know what, God's been dealing with me about something, and so I don't. And if you're in a public setting, care group, fellowship, whatever, and somebody's asking, and there are guests that don't know anything about us, there are sinners sitting around, you need to say, you know what, I'd be happy to discuss that with you some other time. I don't agree with that, Brother Wright. Well, the problem is, as of this point in time, I am the senior elder of the mother congregation. So until someone else replaces me, that's what we stand for. And if you do contrary, you are out of line. You are out of submission. And I'll just go ahead and say what I always say when I go on this little rant. I am convinced those that run around trying to shape people up are the ones that are doing it, they're doing all the stuff, but they resent they're doing it. And so what they're saying is, since I have to do this, you got to do it. Praise God, hallelujah. Hang on, hang on. I've got that positive good stuff coming up. Just hang in there. Let me tell you something. The devil fights individuals hard enough. Let's not help him out. I'm going to say it again. I believe all of this with all of my heart. I believe it. I believe it strongly. But I also believe it needs to be a work of the Spirit, not just a, you know what? You show up at induction day or whatever. It's, what's it called? First day at the academy, brother. Induction day. They don't say, listen, this is where we're heading. Sit down. 
That's not my hairstyle. So what? Here's your clothes. I don't, that's not my color. So what? It's not my style. Oh well. Line up. That's the way it is. I'm sorry. That's actually not the way it is in the kingdom, folks. That's not the way it is in the kingdom. That's why we don't take them from the baptistry into some little room someplace and sit them down and start saying, you got to do this, you got to do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. And there are places that do. In fact, there are places that do all of that before they'll let them get in the water. I know some of you are blessed not to know that, but some of you know that. I'm not, I'm not, that's not... uh, Not being dramatic, mellow, whatever the term is. That's the God's honest truth. They'll make you line up to stuff before they even get you in the water. I don't understand that. And we're not making you get line up to stuff as soon as you get out of the water. Because if God has the opportunity and you've got a sincere open heart, God has a way of working and dealing that at the right time He can get you there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Next topic. This is not very good public speaking this evening. There is no real connection to some of this. This is a little more... I feel like somebody needs to hear this tonight. If you think you are alone or you are the only one, then you're focusing on the wrong thing. Look at this, 1 Kings 18 and verse 19. Now therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, 450. And the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. The prophets of Baal, 450. And the prophets of the groves, 400. Does does that actually mean 850? Is that what... Somebody, is that really? I've, I've always thought it was just 450, but... Do something. Is that... I mean, is that that's, sounds like two separate categories. There's prophets of Baal and prophets of the groves. Eight, that... That's 850, is that right? How many of you already knew that? Or, oh, bless you, I'm catching up. Wow, my apologies for my oversight. The 800, so, so it's, it's, it's Elijah, and it's 850 prophets, and Israel. And he challenges them to come to the mountain, and he says a couple of verses later, how long halt ye between two opinions? If God is God, serve Him. If Baal is God, serve Him. There's been a three-year drought. The king, everybody's unhappy. And he's the one that's being blamed for it. But he says, meet me on the mountain. All by himself. Hello? Let's find out who really is God. And you know the story. You get up there and all those prophets, they pray and cry. They cut themselves. They scream, holler, nothing happens. And now Elijah comes. He pours barrels of water on the sacrifice, on the wood, on the altar, the stone, whatever, the ground. And he just calls down fire from heaven 
Fire comes down from heaven, licks up the sacrifice, the altar, the water, and wow. And you gotta, you got to be on a high after that. you got to be ready to take on the world. You've just stood down 850 prophets. You've just stood in front of a bunch of people with this challenge. But the next chapter, 19 and 9, He came thither unto a cave and lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? What are you hiding in this cave for? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. I I always love it when I read that. We know... We know how to talk to God, don't God, this is, I'm just concerned for you, God. This isn't about me. It's about you. It's not about my prop. It's all about you, God. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain the prophets with the sword. One chapter later. And I... Even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. (laughs) Previous chapter, he is challenging 850 prophets and calling a bunch of people to come stand on the mountain. Was he not alone on Carmel? Not Caramel, Carmel. Some of you pronounce caramel, caramel. You're probably right and I'm probably wrong, but whatever. It still tastes good no matter what you call it. Was he not alone on the mountain? Hello? Hello, 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 hello. He was all by himself, yet he was focused on God. He was focused on his purpose and his calling, and he went on that mountain with confidence. But now he's focused on something else, and now he's focused on the fact, I'm alone. I'm the only one. There's a few folks here tonight, you just, the devil's got you convinced, you're the only one. You're the only one standing, you're the only one working, you're the only one, or you are alone. He was no more alone in that cave than he was on that mountain. He was no more by himself in the cave than he was on that mountain. Yet on the mountain he was focused on his confidence that God is about to show up and prove that God is God and Baal is not God. I challenge somebody here tonight that that, as simple as it may sound and as, as... Hard to believe as it may be, the answer for some of you tonight is you just need to get your eyes back on the right thing. Rather than your circumstances, you got to get your eyes back on Him. Many of you remember what Brother Gonzalez said Sunday night. We got to stop filtering the Word through our circumstances. And we've got to start filtering our circumstances through the Word. That means when I look around at what's going on around me individually, or maybe what's going on around us collectively, there are some words from God that supersede my circumstances. 
There are some rhemas that God has given us as individuals, some of you as individuals, and there are rhemas that God has given us collectively that supersede the circumstances no matter what they look like. I, I, I touched on it, maybe it was last month in our congregation service. The enemy tries so hard to isolate us from each other. I'm not about to do it. Because some of you probably would embarrass you. Some of you wouldn't be honest and respond. But I guarantee you, if I said right now, I want those, uh, if you feel like you are alone, raise your hand. I can guarantee you. In fact, I think most of us would be surprised at how many people would raise their hand. And I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I don't mean this to sound defensively, but that the church is not the primary fault. Oh, there's always room for improvement. Sometimes it's just a matter of we've gotten so caught up focusing on the wrong thing. He was able to stand on a mountain facing a challenge, totally outnumbered but confidently declaring, let's see who God is. Let's see whose God is really God. And calls fire from heaven. And now, a little threat from the queen. And he's off hiding in a cave saying, I am the only one. I'm going to tell you, some of you probably... You may not believe me, except this. There's not a person in this room tonight going through anything that you are the first person to ever go through it. Sorry. Do you realize if you're watching, you know, if you're in, you know, a marriage seminar, whether it's live or if you watch a marriage seminar online or video, whatever, and, and, and everybody laughs at certain things. You know why everybody's laughing? Because we're all relating. We all relate to what's going on. We were spending some time with Brother Kevin and Amy Trader and their kids last night. And they've got five. We got four. And, of course, ours are a whole different season than theirs. But... We got to talking about the times that we've left one of our kids. It made me feel real good to hear them talk about some times they've left. I don't mean anything horrible, traffic, tragic. You, I just mean you, you got out the car and you're heading in the store and you realize, oh, wait a minute. We got another one. <laughs> There's more. We sat and shared stories and laughed. We didn't judge each other. I think we both made each other feel better. We, I don't remember how many years ago, we, we, we're, we're, I think, at home. If I'm not mistaken, somebody calls my wife, uh, Sister Angie Timothy is here. No, he's with his dad. No, he's... <laughs> Thank God somebody was still at church. We, we, <laughs> the only ones that are judging me right now... You've only got one child or you got no kids. 
Or you are so OCD, you've never... You know what? There's some, There's a few of you here tonight. I know this doesn't feel. I know we're not hucking and bucking. I, I, the Holy Ghost is talking to some folks. I believe that. There's some of you that you are so convinced you're the only one, and you're so convinced that you are all alone. The bottom line is this. If every human being abandons you, you have a promise. Filter your circumstances through the Word. Filter your circumstances through the Word. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. All things work together for good to them that love God, who are the called according to His purpose. There's some of you that need to take the Word from Sunday night, and you haven't really started applying it quite yet. You need to filter your circumstances through the Word. And listen, some of us have gotten a little bit disillusioned and discouraged with some promises from God and some things in the Word of God because we have put our timing on God's Word. After you've done the will of God, you don't have need of faith. Hello? Y'all ain't quit on me yet. I maxed you out on all my ramblings tonight, you... Reached your capacity. Brother Fowler, do we need to stand them up? And where's Brother Fowler? Stand them up and reset them. Reset some brains here. Not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to engage you a little bit. I'm not trying to be hard to deal with. We've also, we've also judged God a little bit unfairly because God... God doesn't bail us out of every mess we create the way we think He ought to. Don't, you know what? <laughs> oh, Lord. Don't go accepting every credit card offer you get in the mail and opening a credit card at every store that'll give you a credit card and get yourself so in debt that you have to file bankruptcy and then get angry at God because He didn't bail you out. I'm using the extreme example. You fill in. I, I got to be honest. I've been a little bit concerned lately. I've been a little bit troubled lately that some folks are going to wrongly judge God as being unfaithful in situations where some folks... You know what? I, I don't know about you, but there have been a few times God's bailed me out of some messes I caused. There have been a few times. There's also been a few times he left me in the mess. And I had to walk through it. Don't accuse him for my stupidity. Oh, hallelujah. I'm, one of these days I'm going to be a deep, eloquent theologian. And I won't use words like stupidity. I ain't there yet. I'll stop using ain't too, but I ain't there yet either. I ain't trying to get there either. 
Don't, don't blame him for my bad choices. Filter your circumstances through the word. And if you're all alone, you got to get your eyes back on the right thing. I got to looking at the prosperity of the wicked, the psalmist said, and it almost was too much for me. My steps had well nigh slipped until I got into the sanctuary. When I got in the sanctuary, God didn't fix his problems. God didn't change all the situations. There was one thing that happened. I saw their end. The solution to his problem, his predicament, was a change of perspective. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We need to have a quick altar call so we can go on to the next one. Hmm. I'm not trying to be lighthearted, facetious, but I beg somebody right now. I'm about to move on. Got one more main thing to cover here. I'm begging somebody. I, 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 I believe that the Holy Ghost impressed me to say what I've just said for somebody tonight. I don't know who you are. I'm not shooting at anybody I can honestly say I got nobody in mind. If you think I'm pointing at you, I have no. As I've already said, I, I'm pretty certain if I ask everybody here tonight that feels like you are alone, raise your hand. I wouldn't be surprised if we got almost 50%. I'm going to say it again. Don't, don't, don't blame everybody else for that. Can we do better? Sure. Are there areas that we always need? Absolutely. Sometimes you just got to get a, you got to refocus. You got to get your eye back on the right thing and off of the wrong things. If you can stand on a, pro, on a mountain by yourself and face 850 prophets with a bunch of Israelites staring you down and call down fire from heaven, what are you doing hiding in a cave? You're not alone. Man, what would happen to all of us if somehow we truly got the revelation, I am never alone? Or Brother Wright, sometimes I just need somebody else. I just need a human being. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I, I, I went... I don't remember if there was prayer for this or not. We were out of town, neighbor, very sweet lady in our neighborhood... We were on vacation the second week we were gone. Her husband had been in the hospital, nothing all that major, and died suddenly. Brother Johnson, very kind, and plows her driveway when he comes and plows ours during snow and helps us help her out, Brother Whaley. And she's just a really sweet lady. She's been in and out of town with her daughters as they've been trying to comfort her, and then they've had people at the house. And so yesterday I finally, finally had the chance to get over there and see her. And i got to be honest, I didn't expect what I got. Because she saw me. I didn't even know she saw me coming. I step up on the doorstep. She opens the door. She steps out. There wasn't no words. There wasn't anything. She put her arms around me, fell on my shoulder, and just started sobbing. I'm like, oh, God. I don't know what to do. I'm sure there was some degree of help and comfort from a human being, but nobody can do what Jesus can do. 
I think sometimes we get a little too dependent on each other and not as dependent upon Him as we need to be. I'm all about, I've been places, I've been through seasons, I've been through some seasons the last couple of years where I, I, I did, I felt like I needed somebody. And it was nice to have somebody, but the bottom line is nobody could fix it. Nobody could change it. Ultimately, there was only one, and that's the one that said, I will never, never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not done. I got, I got one more, as I said, but I want just a moment before we go on. I just want to take us a moment and pray, just, just for a moment. Somebody needs to just give God a moment right now to help you. Father, I pray right now, somebody, God, that's sitting in this service alone or feeling like they're the only one, I pray right now, whether circumstances change or not, whether the situations in their life change or not, I pray that you would give them a perspective change. If nothing else, the perspective change just simply be a refocusing on you, God. A realization, a reminder that you will not abandon us, you will not forsake us, That no matter what our circumstances may be that we are in, our circumstances are not the indicator that you have left us and forsaken us because you promised that you would not leave us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, help somebody tonight, God, right now, Lord, by the power of your Spirit, in Jesus' name, I come against the lies of the adversary that war against some minds in this place tonight. I come against the lies, the weapon of lies that he is using to war against some minds here tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, by the authority of your word, we take captive those thoughts. We bring them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, praise God, praise God, amen. I mentioned this several times now, and I think uh, we are about to have liftoff. I've mentioned to you that our goal, we've been working towards launching together, not one specific morning ministry, but together launching a preaching point in Glen Burnie. We have secured a location. We have uh, made arrangements with Marley United Methodist Church, which is on Marley Neck Road, to use their building on Saturday evenings. We are finalizing the actual time of that, but we have, we have uh, the commitment worked out to be using their building. We are going to launch Saturday the 29th. I realize that's the last night uh, of call to war. I've touched base with Bishop, and he's given um, uh, green light for us to proceed. We were trying to start sooner, but some obstacles were in the way, and so we're going to launch that night. So again, I've touched on this several times now, but what's, what's going to happen? This is all brand new. We've never done anything like this before, and so I... I Pray that you will have patience with us as we work through this. But what we're going to work to get organized is each week uh, we're going to look for about 20, 25 people that will make a commitment to be a part of the service. Uh, We don't want 
really any more than that. It's not a large sanctuary, but we want enough people to be there to help us create the atmosphere for the Spirit of God to work and move, uh, for lives to be touched and changed. So we will have some sign-up sheets in advance for that because uh, we don't, again, we, we don't want, I think, we're, we're guesstimating the building seats about 100. We don't want 100 Antiochers there. <laughs> that defeats the whole purpose of it. We, we want enough there to help us with the atmosphere and all of that, and then have plenty of room for guests and visitors to come. So uh, we will be sharing the load with this, a variety of people involved. The goal, the faith, the vision is, at some point, trusting God sooner rather than later, this will become a Sunday morning daughter work. Uh, but we're going to launch it together. We're gonna, it's not going to fall on any uh, one couple's shoulders or just a small group of people's shoulders. We are going to work together to do this. And all ministries, we're hoping that all ministries are going to sow into this and then we will reap out of it as well. So not only will souls in Glen Burnie be impacted and saved, but other ministries will be blessed and benefited by their involvement in it as well. So Saturday the 29th is when we will be launching, and uh, we'll be in the next Sunday night or so going over a little more of the details. But I did want to let you know tonight we are we've made uh, we've we've made the we've gotten it worked out to be able to use this facility. And so we are looking forward to this. One of the things we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to get a, a map of Glen Burnie printed up, a, a blown up map of Glen Burnie, and have it posted. And uh, what we're going to be asking those of you that will do, to take some time, you can do it at your convenience, but I want us to do some prayer walks, Brother... Uh, Schutz has taught this a lot in Revival by Design. We've done some similar things in the past. But what we're going to want, what, we're, what the, the desire is to have some folks that will just go walk the streets and pray. Yeah. Brother Wright, I don't know if I can walk those streets and talk in tongues and scream and holler. Good, you're exactly the one we want. Because we don't want a bunch of people walking up and down the street in full-blown intercession at the top of their lungs in tongues because I don't really feel like having to come someplace and bail you out of the crazy house. I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But that's not what it's about. But to walk and pray. The purpose of the map is we want you to let us know where you've been. Because we want to highlight the areas that we've been in. Uh, Brother Stewart, Sister Stewart. Where's Brother Stewart? You in? There he is. Brother Stewart shared a couple of weeks ago, he and his wife had been out on a Saturday walking the neighborhood and there were two particular uh, individuals they encountered and basically they were just asking them when they met them, is there anything uh, that we could pray for you for? And both of those people had something and if I remember that story correctly, Brother Stewart, at the conclusion of that with both ladies, they asked basically the same question, where do you go to church? He wasn't just out inviting people. They were just out, can we pray for you? And both of them, he was able to say, in fact, where they were, he was able to say, I think in a couple of weeks, we may be right here. So we are believing God. We want to go in and, and tear down some strongholds. And 
uh, you know, the president doesn't sit and scream and holler orders because he has authority. So I think we can walk streets and not have to scream and holler and exercise authority. So, uh, again, I know this is something very different, very new. I feel like every time I talk about this, there's like a little bit of unsettledness. Some are waiting for more details. This is not intent. It's not a matter of lack of forethought and planning. It's just we haven't really done this before like this. So if you will be patient as we do this and God gives us more direction as we're going along, I am expecting God to give us a breakthrough in Glen Burnie like we've never had before. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of souls in the Glen Burnie area that need Jesus Christ. And I am looking forward. I believe God is going to use this as a fresh new starting point in that area. And that in, in due time, not only will this be a full-fledged Sunday morning daughter work, but out of that will come other ones as well. Amen. Anybody agree with me in the spirit that God's going to do that? I close, I close with this. I was dropping a car off for service today, and I looked on a wall and I saw this and it really caught my attention. Our, our legacy lies in the future, not in the past. Our legacy lies in the future, not in the past. This church has got a great past. There's been some awesome moves of God, harvests, revivals in our past, but that's not our legacy. We are going someplace. May not always exactly feel like it, and sometimes it may not look like it, but we're going someplace. Our legacy is in our future because we have too many unfulfilled promises from God that have yet to be fulfilled that God is not a liar. And He's going to do what He said He would do. You stand. Please, Father, thank you for this evening, this time for us as a congregation, further preparing and working on things that we might be fully prepared for what you want to do. Help us tonight, God. I pray, God, that you would help us as a ministry, help us as a congregation, that we might be able to experience the fulfillment, the fullness of all that you have for us, God. You have given us great promises. We hold on to great, significant words from you. And once again tonight, we trust and confess our faith, God, that you are faithful to do what you have promised, that there's not a word from you that will return void, but you will do all that you have promised you would do. In the name of Jesus Christ, In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. Dismissed in Jesus' name.